Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Yo Shit Together. Thank you, Glenn. I appreciate that. Happy to assist. As you all heard today, Shaman Kyle Reed with Glenn Rocks, my accomplice on the podcast today. I gave you the intro. Roll hit is going to sit this one out today, so you're just going to get Glenn and I for this week's episode of the GYST podcast today. I'm going to let Glenn introduce this episode. And Glenn, really, I'm going to kind of let you just walk me into this and let me know what you're thinking, what your thoughts are. And then we'll just kind of shoot back and forth and go from there. Sounds good. Today, we're going to be discussing how to relax. How to relax. So, often misunderstood phrase, relaxing. Mm-hmm. Now, one word can be kind of know, hard to understand for many people. Yeah. Because they, they associate it with, okay, just be lazy today. Well, relaxing is not being lazy. Um, it's more of a clearing yourself hmm. moment where, you, where you're completely comfortable, you've removed all the stressors for that moment, and you're just content. Contentment. That's what relaxing is to me. I like that. Why is it important? Why would you say it's important? Well... Relaxing helps you get a nice center. Helps you realize, you know what, all the good things you've got going in your life. Helps you take all the negativity and set it aside for those few brief moments. We all go through a lot of negativity in life. Whether it's problems at work, relationship issues, money issues, whatever it is. Causes stress. And relaxing helps break down that stress helps break down the negativity in our lives and helps us put a focus more on just living in that moment. Things that are important. Yeah. Yeah, while you mentioned that, I kind of realized that I didn't really know the definition, the true definition of relax. I never really looked into it. Mm -hmm. I know what the word means. I've always thought, relax, bro, relax, chill out. Right? Right. Being goofy. Um, But... Upon pulling up the definition while you were speaking there, I got the result to make or become less tense or anxious. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty that was pretty big because the opposite of relaxation is tenseness and anxiety. And if people have anxiety, how can we help them relax? How can we discuss the importance of relaxation? And what practices can we provide those individuals to relax? Now, this topic came up for you today, I'm guessing because you've been tense or anxious. Oh, yeah. Last few weeks have been nothing but tense or anxious with issues at work, um, problems with my pets, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting a wisdom tooth removed, yeah. and trying to balance all of that. It, can, it, it just created a whole anxious, tense mess for myself. Hmm. Where do you think that stems from? Uh, more from fear of a dentist, because I hate going to a dentist. So the wisdom tooth part specifically, <laughs> tooth. right? Um, also for the love of my, my miniature dachshund, Buddy. Buddy. Who had a violent 
allergic reaction to his annual shots. What are his annual shots for? He has some distemper. No, just distemper, rabies. You know the shots that most oh, dogs God. have to go through and get. Um, but that one, the equilibrium that one moment, shots. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, right. The, the, the <laughs> shots that keep him from going batshit crazy. Right. Yeah. No emotion. Um, also help him from getting any other serious illnesses. Um, but he had a violent allergic reaction to the shots that he's never had an issue with before. Hmm. Granted, I had never done all four shots at the same time for him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this one time he had all four shots together, had a reaction. Luckily, we were still at the vet. Um, but it was just not knowing what was going on with my dog and why he had had that reaction. Yeah. And, you know, when you when you have a dog, it's kind of hard to describe. I've, I've had this discussion with Rohit before, but the love of a dog is probably one of the purest loves you'll ever know in your life. Mm-hmm. When when a dog shows love to you. Because they love unconditionally. That's something that most people can't do. Um, even parents still have some conditions over us. They've got the next most purest love out there, but... <laughs> as long as you throw away your Goosebumps books. Yeah, that's right, that's right, right? <laughs> no, but uh, the love of a dog... They're the companion that always understands you and knows what you can, what you feel. They're always trying to please you. They're sad when they displease you. Hmm. Their whole life is spent in loving you. But losing that kind of companionship, it hurts. So just the thought, I could be losing my dog. He's young. He's still eight years, eight years old. I could be losing my dog. What's going on? Hmm. Yeah, I was talking with somebody uh, about the fact that in a dog's life, you're the only person they ever know from birth till death. Mm -hmm. And we can't say that with a lot of humans, right? Right. You are not... 100% 100% of someone else's life the way that a dog, the way that you are 100% of a dog's life. Exactly. Right, so that's pretty fascinating. That's, that's huge. What did you do during this time to try to relax, or did you recognize that you weren't able to? I, I did, I did recognize that, that I needed to, but it was such a, a deep emotional moment for me that it was hard to. Um... It was, it was more, I guess, I recognized it. I knew what I had to do. I had to step away from that moment. Um, Did I, you resort to negative forms of escapism? No, no, because I couldn't focus on playing my video games. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> and I, I couldn't focus on, uh, no, I, I couldn't even turn on my Xbox at that time. It was like, okay, well, what do I do? I can't focus on playing video games. That's what I use for escape. I can't, um, I can't watch a movie because I can't focus on the story. Um, so how do I get myself out of a negative state and into a more relaxed and less tense situation? I went over to uh, my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And I waited for news from 
the vet that my my dog was ready for me to take home because they had to give him some um, steroids and some cortisols to to block the uh, reaction. And I just went and started talking to my parents. That's all it was. I talked to them about Buddy. I talked to them about some of the good things I do with with Buddy and with a, with you know some of the good things we've done with the pets over the years. Hmm. And gradually I started to relax and take my mind off the negative and just focused on the positive parts. Um, and by the time the, the vet did call, I was in a more calm state. I was less tense. I was less anxious. And dog was the vet the whole time? Yeah. Hmm. Which is quite a feat because that's in Kent. <laughs> and that was quite a drive from the parents' house. Yeah. To pick him up at the vet and then back home. I bet. But happy to do so. Oh, definitely. Hmm. So, I mean, you, you said some important things, right? I mean, you have, to, you have to recognize it at first, right? It sounds like this topic came up for you for a specific reason. And it sounds like you had quite a few things going on between work, the dog, and, and a few other things. What are generally some ways that Glenn relaxes? Like I said, the first thing I try and do is I focus on happy moments. I'll think of just one thing that totally makes me happy. Because happiness actually releases wonderful mm-hmm. endorphins that relax your body, right? So I'm working on focusing on just one moment in time. You know, okay, well, here's my dog. He's sick. Okay, well... I love the way I play fetch with him because he never wants to bring the ball back. So really, I'm the one going to fetch him and take the ball from him and throw it again. Or uh, I'll play hide-and-seek with his favorite toy. I'll just make him think I threw it and put it behind me, and then he'll search for it for an hour. He loves playing that way. I'll focus on some happy thoughts, something that takes me out of that damn, my dog could die moment versus... I can't wait to play with him when he gets back home. Yeah. Because he's going to love doing this. Because it sounds like right now we're discussing uh, sadness and temporary depression. Could be. That That's they, what they I'm have getting. A, they have a lot of uh, stress, anxiety, tension. They all have uh, a, a lot of similarities with depression. Mm-hmm. Um both of them, you feel like you can't get out. You're stuck. Your 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 body's ready to start moving, but you feel stuck. So how do you relax that and get out of that? Yeah, it's positivity is the first step. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think personally, when I associate things, uh, someone who I think would need to relax is someone who I would think would be high strung. I don't associate sadness or depression with mm-hmm. someone who's high strung, personally. So I would look at someone who maybe the fur, the phrase take a chill pill. Right, right. Someone who's high strung all over the place, worried about fifty thousand different things at once. <laughs> kind of how I was earlier at lunch when Rohit asked me a question. I don't even remember what he asked me. Oh, it was about how the weekend was. I was out of town at McManaman's with friends. I didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. I was high strung in my head. Because I'm leaving out of the country in two days. Mm-hmm. I say out of the country. I'm going to Canada, right? But it's out of the country. Right. I'm thinking, okay, 
what do I have to do in that time? I'm leaving. Wait, no, tomorrow. Sorry, I'm leaving tomorrow after work. <laughs> what do I have to do to get all my ducks in a row before I leave? Because I was just out of town. So I had to do all my damn laundry. I was doing that on Sunday. So I was like, okay, what am I going to pack? I had to look at the ever-changing Northwest weather. Mm-hmm. Right? Now i got to pack X, Y, Z. Uh, did you know that Vancouver does not have Uber? That doesn't surprise me, but... They don't. Okay. Right? Um, they don't have Lime bikes either. They have a different a bike sharing program called Moby Share or Moby Bike or something like that. Mm-hmm. So essentially the, the idea there is to get from the condo to where the, the race starts. I'm going to Vancouver for a half marathon. I say we just walk. Emily wants to not walk because it's, I don't know how far it is, but it's not that far to me. So mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, let's walk. It's fine, right? So clearly the way I'm going on and on about this is these things are causing tension and anxiety inside of me. I... I think I knew it because I felt stress about them, about the things I need to get accomplished. And, okay, how am I going to itemize my time in my activities? Right. And when Rohit asked me how my weekend was, because I was looking forward <laughs> to that weekend, I had already forgotten it. I had already moved past it because now I had a new obstacle in front of me. And I'm calling it an obstacle because I can't really enjoy it yet. Right. I need to relax. I think this half marathon will help me relax. I think that once I have a bag packed, I'll be able to relax. I think that if I go home tonight and maybe uh, listen to the Headspace application, if you're not familiar with that, I highly recommend it for Android phones, iPhones, Windows phones, if anyone still uses that. Um, I may do that. I may do some stretches. Um, Those things, I believe, will help me relax take some deep breaths that's how i associate relaxation with a current tense or anxious feeling um could be anxiety about a job interview or something like that right um so yeah i mean that's that's kind of my view my take on it and how i recognize that just today it was something i knew that was a little bit stressful i was like okay should i got xyz Emily wants to go to the fair. Okay, you know what? Let's do it. Then I got podcast. Then I'm going to go home, tie off loose ends for work, stuff that I didn't get finished today, pack a bag, go to work tomorrow, probably early, work my ass off, go home, finish packing, and drive north. Sounds like fun. (laughs) Yes. A little stressful, right? A little stressful, right? Yeah. So... So that's where I need to find time. No, I need to make time. You're not going to find time. It's a needle in a haystack. You got to make it. Right. You get 24 hours in a day. Decide which hours you're going to use for something. Decide. That's key. Use those hours very specifically. And go from there. I, I mean, I think that's where I'm at with it. Find the things that cause stress and anxiety. And do what alleviates that stress and anxiety. Accomplish those tasks. Mm-hmm. Do you have a task that's been hanging over your head that you haven't done yet? Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> what does it make you feel like? You know, it it makes me feel rushed. It makes me feel like, crap, I've, I'm running out of time. I've put myself in a bind. Mm-hmm. There's no way I can get this stuff done in time now. Mm, defeated. Yeah. Procrastination, right? Makes you feel defeated. Um. 
But I want to go back a little bit to something you said where you got to find those things, right? Um, one thing that I look at when I look at stressors and anxieties and how do I get out of that, I'll ask myself two questions. First, I'll ask myself, is this something that I can control? If the answer is yes, why am I worried? If the answer is no, why am I worried? I can't change it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So if, if we're actually looking at it from that perspective, we've got no reason to worry, no reason to stress. It helps us relax a little bit more when we know exactly what we can do and what we can't do. If we can't affect something, great. If it's something I can't change, why am I worried about it? If it's something I can change and I know I can handle it, great. I don't have anything to worry about. I can take it. If the answer to that question is yes, what do you do? What's your next step? Next step after that is taking those actions. You just know. You just know. Yeah, once at that once you've reached that point, you reach that realization that, okay, I can affect change in this. It's causing me stress. I know it's stressing me. I've just now asked myself, can I change that? Yeah. I can I can actually impact that. So I've procrastinated on this this work project. I've only got two days left. I don't have enough time. Can I fix that? Okay, yeah, maybe I could, you know, give up a movie tonight or uh, not uh, not play my video games for a night. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can fix it. I can just spend time working on the project now. Why am I stressed about it then? Because I know I can fix it. Don't need to be stressed. I've just now relaxed. Okay, I'll put aside my video games. I'll put aside my movie. Now I'm going to actually act on that. I've decided. I've found... What's causing the stress? I know I can deal with it. I've set aside the stress, and I'm taking actions to correct it. You have to ask yourself how, though, right? Yeah. If it's something you can control, you say you take action, but what action do you take? Well, if it's, like I said, for, let's say, a work project, as an example. You know you've procrastinated. You're going to analyze your time. Okay, well, what can I cut out so that I can make sure I get this done? Because it's got to be done for work. Mm -hmm. Or if I need extra time, hey, boss, can I have an extra day to work on this? Yeah. Request an extension on the deadline or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's... You can't change the past. You can only take steps to change the future. And you can affect the present. What happens will happen. What has happened, you can't do anything about so just relax. Just relax. Relax, Glenn. That's so all stress, you got to so do. Tense. Well, at times everyone deals with tension. Everyone yeah. deals with stressors. But being able to take that one step outside and go, you know what? Can I affect that? No. Okay. If I can't fix it and there's no one that can fix it for me, why am I worried about it? I can't affect it anyway. Doesn't yeah. make it any more pleasant when it happens, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm going to lose my job tomorrow. I know it. They're going to cut everyone in this department. Let's take a step back, though, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Buddy. You couldn't affect that at all. Not at all. So how did you say no 
can't change this. Why am I worried about it? It was pretty tough. It's a tough one. Sounds like you weren't able to do it, which, again, this is no judgment at all because I'm not saying that you should have been able to. But I'm just saying when a listener or you or myself or a Rohit comes to a situation like that, what should we do? Like, if we are presented with a situation that is overpowering our life and our emotions and our feelings and our our decision-making abilities, and we ask ourselves the question, is this something I can control? The answer is no. How do we cope with it? How do we move past it? How do we accept it? That's the hard thing to do is accepting what you can't change. There's a whole serenity prayer that we discussed a while back about that. Yeah. Lord, give me the strength. Mm-hmm. Right? Forgive me for not knowing the whole thing off the top of my head, but give me the strength yeah, to, it's, to uh, know what I can change. and To change take, the things that I can. Right. The, uh, and to uh, the wisdom accept the, the things that I can't. Yeah, the power to... The strength to change the things that I can, the power to accept the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yes. Yeah. It's um, it's used very heavily in uh, addiction programs. Yes. That's where I'm familiar with it from. Mm-hmm. Um, but not everyone has a serenity prayer. Quite true. Yeah. It's You mentioned it is challenging, right? And we don't have all the answers. No. When we discuss... Things like that. And you ask yourself that question. Is this something I can control? Yes or no? If the answer is no, worrying and stressing about it will do you no good. Makes it worse. Absolutely. Have you heard the term that worry is like a rocking chair? Yeah. It keeps you busy, but it will get you nowhere. It just gives you something to do. But it perpetuates negative emotions. Your dog. You didn't snap out of that funk until you went to visit your family. And you did what? You talked talked about the Yeah, I talked about the positive things and the, you know, what I wanted to do with Buddy when he got back home. Yeah. Right? What I was going to do to the the vet if uh, (laughs) my dog passed. Well, that's a little different discussion. It's a violent discussion we can't have on the podcast today, Glenn. Yeah, I was going to say. So I, I think those things are very, very important, right? I, I agree that's a, that's a very, very relevant question, and I like it a lot when someone is posed with stressors or problems or anxieties in their life. That question is extremely powerful. Is this something I can control? Yes, it is something I can control. Okay, how can I control this? How can I give myself a favorable outcome with this situation? If you're not sure how, reach out, make a phone call, look online, right? There's tons of stuff out there. This podcast is a resource for you. Glenn, myself, and Rohit are resources for you. If the answer is no, don't be the rocking chair. They're nice, but that's all they do. It's just like worry, right? It keeps you busy, but it gets you nowhere. I think those things are critical. We talk about when these stresses come in our life, what we do, how we react to them, how we respond to them. 
These things build character. They prepare you for the next stressor in your life. How will you react to the next event? That is key. Your response and your reaction to events you cannot control. Mm. Understanding that that is the only thing that you can control in any situation is your response. Will get you anywhere you want to be. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... That's something people are aware of, but maybe they don't remind themselves enough, right? Your response to buddy. Quite Your true. response to work. You can deal with work a little bit easier than buddy. Yeah, <laughs> right? Right? But those things are critical, I feel like. So when we take a look back at those events, having this discussion now, do you think you would respond to them differently? It's a tough one to say because you never know what your emotions are going to do, which they can wreak havoc on you. Mm-hmm. I I would like to think so, but that's the rational side of me thinking. Then <laughs> mm-hmm. the emotional side goes, I hope so. The key is to recognizing those issues as they come up and having the presence of mind to ask yourself those questions. Yeah. And put yourself in a more, I don't know, uh, calm state. Even in the midst of all the turmoil. How do you get to a point where you're attempting to manage your emotions without suppressing them? Mm. We can go on forever about emotional suppression. Yeah, because that's what we're talking about right now, almost, right? Almost. Um, you, you talk about your rational side versus your emotional side, not being able to control your emotional response. I think it's critical that we don't suppress our emotions, but I also believe that you can't allow your emotions to take over your every response. Not all decisions should be emotional. Some should be logical and rational. Would you agree? I would completely agree. So... In that scenario, how would you allow yourself to feel the emotions and go through the emotions that you're going through with your dog in this in this particular case, but also understand and accept that event that you had nothing to do with that and you can't do anything about it. Know that it's okay to feel the way you're feeling, but you also can't let it affect your decision making. How do we get there? Sometimes it takes an outside source to tell you. Son, you can't do anything about it. Okay, thanks, Dad. (laughs) You're right. I can't do anything about it, so why am I worried about this to this point? Why Why did I allow this to get me to this point where I can't sit still, but I can't do anything? All I'm doing is making it worse for myself. Yeah. Providing no benefit. Right. I would say the first step is recognizing. Second step is taking the right steps, whether it's reaching out to someone else. Maybe that's what I did unconsciously. I went to my, my parents because I knew they would be a comfort. 
and I knew they would have some advice for me, even if I didn't want it. (laughs) 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 Who, Who really wants their parents' advice all the time? Everyone. Totally, right? Yeah. Right. Love you, Mom and Dad. Glenn, everyone knows how to live your life except for you. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's important that you reach out. Because stresses and anxieties can degrade your mental and emotional stability. And that can lead down a very dark path. Right? Because when we began this episode, you began with things that brought you very, very negative emotions and it sounded very saddening and, and almost like a temporary depression type of type of scenario, mm-hmm. right? Potential loss of your dog. Um, a companion that you've had for eight years, you mentioned, right? That's a long right. time. Um, it's a, a quarter of your life, give or take. You don't have to do the math and age yourself. Don't worry about it. We'll just wow. throw that out there. Give or take. <laughs> you want to do the math? Give or take. That's a little bit under, but okay. One sixth of your life. We don't have to share that to podcast listeners. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm not that old. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I think those things are very important, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone that wakes up in the morning and says, you know what? I want to do things that degrade my mental, physical, and spiritual <laughs> and emotional health. Nobody well, wants to do that. I, I would disagree. People do that without realizing that's what they're doing. Subconsciously. Yes. So maybe then the actions that they take, right, are right. doing that. But they don't wake up and think that immediately in the morning. Nope. No one wants to. Yeah. Right. The rest is self-sabotage. So what are you going to do to prevent yourself from getting there? And I think that's that's where this question comes into play. As events, stressors, things come up in your life. Ask yourself, is this something I can control? Prevent yourself from going and falling into negative forms of escapism. Drug use, alcoholism, excessive gaming, Mm. right? Whatever it may be, recognize it and avoid it. If all I did every time I had an issue or a problem was go for a run... I'm literally and figuratively running from my problems. And I associate running with negative emotions. Hmm. Not realizing it. So take on those stressors, those anxieties head on. Ask yourself that question. And from there, you'll have the answers. Do you have anything else? I think you just said it all right there. That means I talk too much. (laughs) We love you, Kyle. Appreciate it. Well, listeners, thank you all so much for tuning in this week to another fantastic episode of GYSD Podcast. Get yo shit together. Check us out on the website, gysdpodcast.com. I'm checking out a a mug here that we've we've got with our awesome logo on it. A few of our listeners have some of these mugs. I've got some at my house. Glenn, you got a couple, don't you, I would imagine? I do. Fantastic. So tune in next week for another fantastic episode of the GYST Podcast. Thanks again. Oh, and my man Glenn reminded me, check our Instagram. Glenn's been putting a lot, a lot of great material on Instagram lately. Uh, So do check that out and let us know what you think. Oh, yes. And also, uh, 
check out the Instagram because we have some wonderful links that take you right to a free procrastination guide how to deal with procrastination. Oh yeah, the procrastination guide that we set that mm-hmm. we put together. I procrastinated on sharing that with our listeners. What? Only not because I'm a procrastinator, because I was really trying to teach them a lesson. I know how you can fix it. Yeah. Go to the website, download oh, the free guide. Snap. I'm about to do it. All right. Appreciate that, Glenn. You're welcome. All right, guys. Thanks, everyone. Tune in next week. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.